I will ask the Father to give you another helper to be with you always. He's the spirit of truth whom the world can't receive because it neither sees him nor recognizes him. But you will recognize him because he lives with you and he'll be in you. I'm not going to forsake you like orphans. That was Jesus talking about sending his disciples the Holy Spirit. In fact, in Acts 1.8, he said this too. He said, but you receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. These were ordinary guys, ordinary people just like us. And Jesus said, I'm going to go prepare a place for you in heaven, and when everything's ready, I'll come get you. Until then, I want you guys to go and tell people about me everywhere. Good luck. That's not what he said. He said, I want you to tell people about me everywhere, and I'm going to ask the Father to send the Holy Spirit. He'll be in you. He'll empower you. You don't, you don't have to figure this out. He'll guide you. You don't have to be strong enough. He'll give you the strength. You don't have to worry about what to say or do. He'll give you the right words to say. He'll prompt you in the right ways. He will take care of you. I'm not going to leave you as orphans. If that's good news to you this morning, would you say amen? amen. Do you know we don't have to figure out our lives either? The Lord will guide us. Do you know that God has sent us the Holy Spirit to be our helper. That's his name. His name is, one of the names for the Holy Spirit is, he is the helper. The helper. Could we say that together? The helper. Now, the reason I bring all this up is because the next point on your outline this morning is, is that the Holy Spirit gives every Christian at least one spiritual gift so we can help each other. The helper is in us so we can help each other. This is the whole idea of church, that we come together and the Holy Spirit gifts one of us with one gift and somebody else with another, and together the Holy Spirit can do amazing things through us. And spiritual gifts, by the way, we're defining it in this series as special abilities that the Holy Spirit gives believers to build up the church. That's us, Christians. So today we're going to talk about this. We're going to and there are several places in Scripture where there's a list of different gifts, and we're going to unwrap some of those for you today and talk about what that would look like so you and I can identify those in our lives. Will you pray with me, please? Heavenly Father, I thank you for the Holy Spirit. I thank you that you sent the Helper. Because, God, we cannot live life on our own. We can't possibly carry out the mission you gave us on our own. And you knew that. And Lord, I thank you that you did not leave us as orphans. We are your children, and you give good gifts to your children. Thank you, Lord. And so today, Lord, as we unwrap some spiritual gifts and talk about them, Lord, I pray that you open our eyes to things you've been doing in our midst all along. Sometimes we didn't even realize it. And Father, that you would show us how to use the gifts you've given us to serve you, to accomplish the mission that you have given us. In the wonderful name of Jesus, we pray these things together. Amen. So, let me just catch us up where we were last week, where we kind of left off last week. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another. To someone else, 
the one spirit gives a gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles, another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what's being said. That's the first part of 1 Corinthians 12. Here's a little later in that same chapter. Here are some of the parts that God has appointed for the church. First are the apostles, second are the prophets, third are the teachers, then those who do miracles, those who have the gift of healing, those who help others, those who have the gift of leadership, and those who speak in unknown languages. So I read all this to you because I want you to know that there's a list there. And it's important, there's a note in your outline here, it's important for us to understand and identify what spiritual gifts are and what we've been given so we can know what we've been given. Now, it's not just there in 1 Corinthians 12, also in Romans 12, verses 6 through 8, Ephesians 4, 11 through 13, some gifts are listed there. And then in 1 Peter 4, 9 through 11, you will find um, some uh, gifts listed there. So in your outline, and those of you who are joining us online, you can go to centeringlives.com and you can download this outline. I've given you some little working definitions. These are just simple little definitions. They aren't exhaustive or anything, but little short working definitions of what these spiritual gifts would look like in our lives. And again, under the whole heading of these are special abilities that God gives us as believers. Uh, another way to think about spiritual gifts are this is how the Holy Spirit manifests himself in my life and in your life. And he has set it up so that the Holy Spirit, God has set this up in such a way so that when we use our gifts together, it brings us together as the body of Christ. And we'll talk about that some more. So I'm just going to walk us through a list here and help us understand a little bit about what these gifts would look like. If that describes something you've been experiencing in your life, put a check mark next to it. So as we talk about this next week, and as we, if you want to talk about it during the week and email me and other things, we can talk about it some more. First of all, there's a spiritual gift of wisdom. This is the ability to understand God's perspective and give good counsel or advice. This is, again, a special ability. I'll tell you about a friend of mine who's a realtor. And after he became a Christian um, and got baptized and other things, he said, he called me and he said, this is the strangest thing. We had this conversation. He said, it's the strangest thing that um, I've been experiencing in my life when I'm a realtor and I, I show houses and sometimes there'll be a couple and they'll be talking about something. They have a marriage problem and stuff. And all of a sudden I'll realize I have some really good insight on that. God will bring to mind a passage of scripture and um, I'll know exactly what to advise them. And he said, and so I've actually tried this. I've said, hey, look, I know I'm here showing the house, but let me just tell you something else about this. And let me explain something to you. The Bible says and how I think it applies, how this would apply to y'all. And they'll go, oh, that was so helpful. That's amazing. And he said, I also have a small group that I work with. And at times I feel like I have good advice for people in that group too. I'll, I'll meet them for lunch and we'll talk about it. And he said, it's been amazing. I didn't used to be able to do this. Is this okay for me to be able to do this? And I went, yeah. I go, that's the spiritual gift of wisdom. God has given you this. He's given you insight on how to help people and use this to strengthen people. And he goes, oh, okay. Well, how would you know if I didn't have that? And I go, they would be telling you to mind your own business and stay away, okay? <laughs> when God's empowering this, he's using you. I mean, he had called me after he had been to a camp with uh, uh, one of my sons and I had been to a father-son camp. We'd been there together and we'd struck up this conversation. He called me after he was from, lives in Dothan and he was calling me and he was saying, 
because we struck up this conversation. He goes, this explains what's going on. Yeah. And maybe that's you. If so, put a check next to that. Then there's knowledge. Now, this is the ability to know things that cannot be known by ordinary means. Does this happen? Oh, yeah. I mean, there are so many times people have come up to me and said, John, God has told me to pray for you about this and this today. And I hadn't talked to anybody about that. And it's exactly right. How would they know that? Well, the Holy Spirit prompted them to know that. Now, you may have had this happen too. And by the way, let me clarify something about giftedness. When we talk about faith, when we talk about knowledge, when we talk about encouragement or giving, all of us have a certain level of faith. Whether we have the gift of giving or not, we're all expected to be as generous as we can be. When somebody's gifted, it just means the Holy Spirit gives them a special ability in this area. So let me clarify that. For instance, I can sing, but I am not a gifted singer, and I can prove it to you, okay? If you would like, I can prove this. A gifted person would have this happen a lot. Would have it happen more often than a gifted singer can sing well all the time. I can't. The same way, if somebody has a gift of knowledge, you may have experienced a taste of this where the Holy Spirit was prompting you all day long, you felt like, I need to call my brother, or I need to call my sister, or my neighbor. I need to call them. Something's going on. I need to call them. And then you call them. They go, I can't believe you called. This is unbelievable. And I just felt like I needed to call you. I need to pray for you today. I don't know what's going on, but I felt like this. Has anybody ever had this happen to you? Have you ever? Put your hand up high if you've ever had that happen to you. Okay. Well, now imagine if that happened on a regular basis. Well, that would be a gift. And God would want you to exercise that gift. And by the way, next week we'll talk about how to exercise these gifts together. So this isn't going to be enough for you today. You need to come back next week. Please set your alarm clock. Okay, here we go. So there's also the gift of prophecy. Now this is the ability to clearly communicate and persuasively declare God's will regarding a situation, issue, person, group, the future, the past. I tried to put as many qualifiers in there as I could or descriptors in there as I could where God's given you a message that is clear. I need to say this to someone. This isn't just, I feel like I need to call you. I need to call you and tell you this is what God is telling me to tell you. Has this ever happened to me? Yeah, I mean, I've shared this before. This was instrumental. God used somebody with this gift as an, uh, instrumentally in my life to help me become the pastor of Centerpoint. When a group of people had been meeting at Cracker Barrel here in Prattville and were forming this church and they'd begun to meet in a living room here in Prattville, they came to visit me. And they said, would you consider being the pastor of this church? At the time, I was an associate pastor at Fraser Methodist in Montgomery. They had thousands of people involved there. And I was going to leave this church where I'd been almost 20 years to go be a part of a church that was starting up in a living room in Prattville. That was a big decision. And I knew about it. I had talked to Debbie about it. But we hadn't even talked to our parents or our kids. We'd talked to no one else about this, this opportunity. And I didn't know what to do. Because... I'd always prayed, Lord, if you want me to go, then I'll go wherever you want to send me. And now this opportunity was here, and it seemed like a really good opportunity, but it would mean a big step of faith, and I was kind of wavering, would I go? Right at that time, some people showed up. They came to my office one day, and they sat down in front of me. It was a couple, and they said, we have a word from the Lord for you. And so I turned to the guy, and I said, you have a word from the Lord for me? And the guy says, well, she does. I'm just along for moral support. <laughs> and so his wife, I said, you have, a, I turned to her and I said, do you have a word from the Lord for me? She goes, I do. She said, the decision that you need to make, you need to make it 
God has put this opportunity in front of you. Do not delay. Do it now. And I said, do you know what it's about? And she says, oh, I have no idea, but you do. (laughs) And then they got up and left. (laughs) Who starts conversations that way? The only reason they came that day, they said the Lord had put it on their heart to come see me. There was his will needed to be done in my life, and I needed encouragement. I needed a push. That's a gift of prophecy. So does it happen? Oh, yeah. If, that is, if God has used you to do that, well, then you need to think about this. Is this something he wants to do more of? Discernment. This is the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. That's the way it was written in the NLT, or from an evil spirit. There's either God or from an evil spirit. There, is, there are false teachers in the world, and there are people who have lied and manipulated all in the name of church and Christianity and Man, it's true. And God places people inside of our church and in our sphere of influence who can warn us. They have a gift of discernment. That's not true. And it's important that we have people like that. There's also the spiritual gift of healing. It's ability to pray in faith for people who need physical, emotional, or spiritual healing. And I list all these different types of healing because the truth is when it says gift of healing, it actually is the plural word there, the gifts of healing. And it's true. I mean, we need healing in all these different ways. Our elders anoint people with oil and pray for people when they're physically sick. We pray for physical healing all the time. But we also have prayer volunteers here every single week available to pray with people after every worship service. And we're glad to pray with people when they need emotional healing. They've been scarred over some incident in the past. Or spiritual healing. There's been a deep spiritual battle in their lives, and they're not able to let go of some bitterness. Or the devil's got to, you know, if we have unreconciled stuff, the devil gains a foothold. Paul says that in Ephesians. Well, that's true. Sometimes people need spiritual healing. We need to pray for that. And that's what that's about. And when people pray and God moves mightily, if that happens often, well, then they have a special gift in that area. Think of it this way again. I can go out on a basketball court, and I can shoot a basketball, and I can make a three-pointer. I'll make a one every now and then. Steph Curry in the NBA, he can go out there and make them almost any time he wants. He's gifted. I'm not. A gifted person, this is something the Holy Spirit does in their lives that's just amazing. It's a special ability. There's also the gift of faith. It's the ability to trust God to accomplish his purposes regardless of our circumstances. Last week, we had a missionary couple from Moldova, and the wife in that couple was saying this was the big thing that God had given her once they got on the mission field. She had always tried to have everything organized and have everything planned out. When they got in the mission field, God was stretching her to step out in faith over and over again, and God has given her a whole nother level of faith. And she said, that's the gift he's given me now. I have more faith than I ever thought I ever dreamed I would ever have. And maybe he's given you that. Where you're able to trust him when you pray. You're able to trust him for resources that haven't come yet. That's a special ability. We all have to have faith. We can all sing. Some of us are gifted singers. And so it doesn't mean that Uh, If you don't have a huge spiritual gift, you don't have any faith. God gives us all faith. 
There are certain measure. This is a special ability. Then there's miracles. These, this is the ability to do things that cannot be accomplished by ordinary means. These are people, when they pray, it's not just healing. It's, I mean, these are things like when they pray for a job, people get the job. And it happens a lot when they pray for things. Have I ever seen this work? Yeah, I've seen God show up when our elders have prayed for people. They can tell you stories when we prayed for healing. We can also tell you that um, there have been people, I remember a few years back, a woman came to me and she was needing a job. And I said, bring in your resume, let's pray about it. So we prayed over her resume and she left it with me. Had an appointment for a fellow that was coming in. Next appointment, didn't even know why he was coming. He sat down and I said, how can I help you? He said, well, I need an employee who can do this, this, and this. And I said, I turned the resume around. I said, would this type of person be the person you're looking for? He goes, that's perfect. An hour later, the woman was on her way to a job interview. And she called me and she said, does this happen every time you pray with people? I go, every time. <laughs> it doesn't. But it did then. And it was pretty spectacular. But if that did happen a whole bunch, then you would say, John, I think you have a gift in this area. Wouldn't we all agree? Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Tongues. This is the ability to speak in unknown languages. And interpretation of tongues is the ability to interpret what a person speaking in tongues is saying. I have many friends who speak in tongues. And they tell me when, this, when they experience this, this is something that is unbelievable to them. They feel God all over them. They said, I don't know exactly what I'm saying, but I know the presence of God is with me. And when a person has the interpretation of tongues, they're able to interpret what God is saying through that person. I have not experienced this gift in my life. Uh, either of those, tongues or interpretation of tongues. I haven't experienced them yet. But I know plenty of people who have. And I don't want you to be afraid of any of these gifts. If God has given you a gift like this, then that is meant to be used not only for a person in their own prayer life, but in opportunities to pray for others. And it's a wonderful blessing. And we'll talk more about how that all gets used inside of a worship service and other things, you know, when, if there's a, somebody to interpret, how Paul explains that in next week when we talk about how to use all these gifts together. Serving and helping is the ability to support others by meeting practical needs and assisting them without the need for recognition. Somebody has a gift of serving. They want to serve. They don't care about recognition. By the way, you go a little further down, you'll see hospitality listed there. That's the ability to make others feel welcome and comfortable, accepted and loved. It's a special kind of serving. That happened just this last week. Um, Glenn Renfrey, Glenn and Jennifer, uh, have been involved in our church the last couple of years. The military brought them in. Um, he was serving out at the Marion Military Institute, working with the ROTC program there. He died about 10, 12 days ago. And so um, this week, this past week, there was a funeral for him in Marion. The family asked me to use, and by the way, the gift that you would hopefully be experiencing right now is the last gift on the list, teaching and speaking, the ability to communicate God's word effectively to others in such a way they're encouraged to put it into practice and grow. Well, I was able to use my gift as part of the funeral service itself. There were others on our staff who gave great care to the family, but we had a volunteer team that took care of hospitality, who have the gift of hospitality, 
And when Jennifer and her family, her family, their families, uh, Glenn's family and Jennifer's family were from California and from Nevada. And when they came back to her house after the funeral was over, it's about an hour and 15, hour and 20 minutes back from Marion, by the way. And they came back. It had been a long day already and it had been heavy. When they came back, these folks from our church had a spread for them that was just amazing. And when Jennifer walked in the house, she just broke down in tears. Glenn's dad told me, he said, a pastor from our church in Nevada called and said, do you guys need anything? He said, no. Man, this church in Alabama, these people are amazing. The Holy Spirit was allowing all of us to use our gifts together. Some were giving care. I was able to do some teaching. But these people were using a gift of hospitality, and it was something. And their gifts of service, they would want no recognition at all. It was their joy. So, again, if those things describe you, put a check mark next to those. Encouraging is the ability to build others up by giving them support, confidence, or hope. If you do this on a regular basis, I know a guy, he writes five notes of encouragement, just little short encouragement notes every day. Five every day. Writes 25 a week. Do you do that? Okay, I don't either. Anyway, that's something. I mean, if you could write a note of encouragement, think if you could write one a day. This guy writes five. I talked to him. I said, how do you get that done? I mean, because the notes are good. They're thoughtful. They're good. He goes, man, just God just puts things on my heart that I can encourage people. And I just write down whatever I feel like God tells me to send them. And I send it off. Handwritten note. That's a gift of encouragement. Maybe that's you. And you could see how that could be used in a church. We all get discouraged from time to time. Then there's giving, the ability to accumulate and generously distribute money and resources to God's work and God's people with wisdom and cheerfulness. When Debbie and I were in Houston working with a high school ministry, there was a fellow, his son was involved in our ministry. He supported our ministry financially, generously. It's great. I would meet with him for breakfast from time to time. He just wanted to find out how the ministry was going. And um, he, would, you know, he drove a normal car, lived in a pretty normal house. It was a nice house. It wasn't spectacular or anything. So I'm waiting for him at a diner. We're going to have breakfast. And back in the days when people still read paper newspapers, I mean, sorry, just for some of you, they, they used to print them out. Okay, anyway, um, I guess they still do. But the point is, is that I'm reading the business section of the Houston Chronicle, and his picture's there. And I'm looking at it, and next to it is an article, and they talked about him. He had just sold a company the day before for $42 million. And so he walks in, I slide the paper. I go, is that you? He goes, yeah, I hate that picture. And I go, you sold your company for $42 million? And he goes, well, yeah, that company. <laughs> and I go, what? And he goes, well, yeah. I mean, he said, look, John, God blesses me with the ability to make money. He always has. And then he gives me opportunities to give it away. And then all of a sudden it became clear because there were hospital wings in Houston with his last name on them. There were libraries with his last name on them. There were all kinds of mission endowments with his last name on them. He said, every time I give it away, God gives me the ability to make more. I mean, it was just a gift of generosity. He knew how to make money, knew how to give it away. Well, you can understand how churches need people like that. It's a wonderful gift. 
Remember, these things all fit together. Mercy, the ability to feel genuine empathy and compassion for those who are hurting and suffering. Do we all need to have mercy on people who are hurting and suffering? Yes, but there are some of us who excel in this. Leadership and administration, it's basically governing. Like think about, you know, Joe Biden has an administration in Washington. It's the Biden administration. That's what the gift of administration means. It means governing. The ability to organize and manage people, resources, and time to accomplish the vision that God has for a particular church or ministry. God will raise people up with a vision and the skills to get the work done. He knows things need to get done. And so he gifts people with these abilities. And that way, we can put them together and we know how to get things done. Apostleship. This is basically missions. It's the desire and the ability to start new ministries and churches in new places and oversee their development. It's the desire to go. You don't have to beg people to go. They want to go. I mean, that's what apostleship would be. Apostle, the word apostle means the one who was sent. The Holy Spirit is sending you. I need to go. And they want to go start a new church. They want to go start a new ministry. They want to start something. Then there's pastoring. That's shepherding. I mean, the word pastor means shepherd. So if I'm a shepherd, then the whole idea behind this, or if you're in the gift of pastoring, it's the ability to care for the well-being of a group of believers to help them mature spiritually and equip them for ministry. This doesn't have to be a whole church. This could be a connect group. It could be a group of teenagers. It could be a group in the children's ministry. It's caring for them, praying for them, shepherding them. And God puts this on people's hearts. The Holy Spirit works in people and gifts them with this. If God's calling you this, this is a desire you have. He'll put it in your heart. Evangelism is the ability to communicate the good news about Jesus to unbelievers with boldness and effectiveness. I mean, a friend of mine years ago, I remember this guy was just, every time I'd be around him, it was amazing. He had this gift. We'd go out to lunch, and he would strike up a conversation with a waitress. By the end of the meal, she was kneeling beside the table asking Jesus into her heart. Another time, we shared a ride to an airport. On the way to the airport, he struck up a conversation with a guy driving the cab. We pulled over at the airport, and he led the guy to Christ in the cab. And I go, how do you do that? And he goes, look, God just gives me opportunities. He gives me the word to say, and it's just amazing. He goes, how do you know what to put in a sermon outline every week? This is the same thing. He gives you a gift. He gives other people a different gift. And then there's teaching and speaking, which is what we mentioned before. And hopefully that's something you experience every time you come here. Now, the important things, and we're going to talk about this more next week. So there's a lot more to be said. Please hear me. There's a lot more to be said. But there are four things I want to point out today. Spiritual gifts are given to build up the church, not ourselves. This is a capital C. This is not just Centerpoint Church. This is church church, Christians everywhere. God's given that to us. He's given us these gifts to build up the church. That's why there's all these different ministries. Some are in one part of the world. Some are in another part of the world. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. No one has all of the spiritual gifts. 
Are we all apostles? Are we all prophets? Are we all teachers? Do we all have the power to do miracles? Do we all have the gift of healing? Do we all have the ability to speak in unknown languages? Do we all have the ability to interpret unknown languages? Of course not. And this is important for the next point. The Holy Spirit determines which gifts we get so we don't forget that we need each other. We need each other. Could we say that out loud, please? We need each other. The helper comes to help us. He gives us gifts so we can help each other. He's the helper. This is so we can tell the world about Jesus. That's the primary reason spiritual gifts are given. It's the one and only spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. If the foot says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, well, that doesn't make any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, well, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, well, how would you hear? If your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it, and all of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Next week, we're going to unpack this a lot more, how this works together. But I want you to understand, we don't need all the gifts. We need each other. And the Holy Spirit arranges the gifts precisely so we never forget that. Never. By the way, the best way to discover our spiritual gifts is to get involved in a ministry that we feel is important or necessary. Best way to discover it. For God is working in you, Philippians 2.13, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. One more verse. So we keep on praying for you, asking our God to enable you to live a life worthy of his call. May he give you the power to accomplish all the good things he prompts you to do. So if the Holy Spirit is prompting someone to go in missions, then he'll give them the gifts they need to carry out that work. If he's prompting you to lead a small group, he'll give you the gifts to pastor that group. If he's prompting you to be kind to someone, he'll give you the hospitality you need to get that done. In great measure. Because he wants us to work together this way. I hope this has been encouraging to you today. And I hope you'll come back next week because there's so much more to be said about how all this fits. But I have a spiritual gift. Could we say that together, please? I have a spiritual gift. I can use it to help others. Let's say that together. I can use it to help others. That's what it's all about. Heavenly Father, we come before you today, and Lord, I just thank you for a few minutes together. Man, time evaporates every time I talk about this stuff. God, there's so much to be said, and Lord, I just thank you for the time that we do have. God, we need your power in our lives, and we ask that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit. We ask, Lord, that every single purpose you have for our church, every single purpose you have for each one of us individually, you would fulfill those things. Father, give us the gifts we need. Father, we thank you that in your wisdom you distribute the gifts 
to each of us exactly as you want them? Father, would you show us what they are and how to use these gifts together? God, we thank you that you've given some of us the gift of leadership and you've given some of us the gift of wisdom and some of us the gift of hospitality and some of us the gift of teaching, some of us the gift of serving, some of us uh, the gift of great faith. Lord, whether we speak in tongues or whether we are, whatever gift you have given us, Lord, we pray that we will use all of it for your glory. To build up the church for the work of service. We pray these things in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.